everybody, how are we doing? Welcome back to my favourite time of the week. Welcome back to Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we're changing the narrative. I got a bit confused there with what we were doing. Uh, welcome back, guys. How how are we? I'm really excited for today's episode, although I'm not going to lie. I don't know why I say this, because you don't need to know this. You know, it kind of ruins the magic. But if you follow me on my socials, you know this anyway. And I haven't said this out loud yet on a social platform as I'm filming this, I'm currently, drum roll please, in bloody Thailand with my best friend Tia, actually saying that, I think this is the last episode that's going live, so it's possible that I actually got back two days ago, who knows, I cannot wait, we're going on a group trip, I think it's going to be so much fun, and I cannot wait, but it means I have to pre-record some podcasts. Today's episode has been on my list for a while. We're going to talk all things influencer life. We're going to talk all things being self-employed, being your own boss, the pros, the cons, perhaps touch on why we should stop romanticizing it and just chat about everything I would want to know before I was in this job. All of the little questions that you've got a lot of what I'm going to talk about today, well, most of what I'm going to talk about today is answering your guys' questions that you've sent over on my Instagram. And because I'm pre-recording podcasts at the moment and we're just like holiday prepping, I've got a lot to do in one day. So it's currently half seven. Um, I've had a very full day of work, can't lie. Not not had that much for a full day in a work in a while. Um, I say that. It was a normal office work day. We'll get onto this in the episode. Um, it was like 10 till five, but I didn't have a lunch break. I watched... How, how my lunch breaks work because you know nobody tells me what to do I tell myself what to do I eat my lunch while I watch a YouTube video and as soon as the lunch is finished and the YouTube video ends that's it lunch over get back to work just because I would rather do that and go home early but today that wasn't an option anyway what I was saying oh, hope that didn't kill you um basically this is my reward because I was like I don't know if I'm in the in a chatty enough mood to sit down and film a podcast but then I remembered as always that ASMR well that just sounded like someone literally just like weed in your ear who knows anyway um I tried to remind myself that as soon as I sit down and start filming all of that goes away and I feel very much in my element and that is of course exactly what's happened but my bribe was that I could open the last can of wine that I had in my fridge so cheers it's actually, oh, that's actually really, really nice. It's actually a um, sparkling white wine. Not quite a Prosecco. Oh, it's a spritzer. It's really nice. Love this. Anyway, we're going to talk all things influencer, Rio. Influencer. Being self-employed. I don't think I left a journal prompt last week because like, what's the journal prompt? This is more like a girly chat. But in case you are new to the podcast or only watch the podcast and don't follow me, I thought I would start by giving you a bit of a rundown of my story, if you will. But I guess before we do that, sorry, I'm all over the place. Let's, what's our gratitudes? Anyone else watching Love I- Oh, this is so old now. But as I'm filming this, all that's in my head is, it's giving bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch, giving bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch. 
from the talent show. And when I listened to that rap, I was like kind of like cringing. Um, and now it's all over my TikTok. And I'm like, do you know what? To be fair, it did actually slap. Like Ty's verses slap hard. What am I grateful for? I am unbelievably grateful for the trip I'm about to go on, but I'm going to not say any more on that because you've definitely heard it a hundred times. I'm really grateful that I went home for like three weeks and none of my plants really died. I mean, Tia came in and watered them once and one is looking a little bit worse for wear. But all in all, we're doing good. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. What am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? I had a really, really good run the other day. Really good run. Oh my God, I've got a podcast event coming up on Saturday. I'm excited and grateful for. What am I grateful for? Oh, I feel like I'm... I don't want to talk too much about stuff in the present because this is this is going up in like four weeks so what am I grateful for I'm grateful for the amazing time I just had in Thailand I'm grateful for all of the new memories me and Tia have created I'm grateful for all of my travel content doing really well I'm grateful for all of the new fun memories and friends I've just made on this trip (laughs) manifesting and I'm grateful for all of the amazing opportunities that have come my way Hashtag manifesting. Let's get started. (laughs) So my story, if you will. I started my social media journey just over five years ago. I feel like I could, there's a possibility I could get emotional in this video. Five years ago, I started posting on YouTube and part of me there is like five years and you know, when I started, my, my view of where I thought I would be, like, how me five years ago would look at me now is very conflicted, because me five years ago had so much faith that, like, this was gonna work out, but I think she would be low-key shocked that it did, but also shocked that if it did, why aren't I doing better? I think I was very naive, like, I thought, I remember writing down like my first month on YouTube goals and I was like 1,000 subscribers and I was like, babe, it got to the end of that month and I think I had like 200 and I was like, right, we're going to need to take this back a notch, aren't we? So she was just the biggest dreamer ever, a bit naive, didn't have a lot of realism going on on her. So I think she'd be low-key shocked that it did work out, but be like, oh, I thought it was either going to like work out like I would be mega sensational or like not work out at all. <laughs> but anyway... I started posting on YouTube five years ago in 2018. I, like most young girls, wanted to do this so badly. I remember I asked my mum in year seven, so many, you've probably heard this story if you've ever like heard me talk about my story, um, if I could post videos on YouTube. And she was like, who is gonna listen to a 12 year old tell them how to do their makeup? And I was like, do you know what? You've got a point there actually, don't you? And then, (laughs) Um, and then I got a little bit, you know, too old, too embarrassed. The idea kind of left my mind. And I used to go to this thing called West End Kids every weekend. And my mum just thought I had a bit of an interesting life. And my mum has always been set on this idea that she thought I could be an eye model. Like, (laughs) from, from the, from, and like, the first day of my memory. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. From like the day... From the furthest back I could remember. I don't know, what is the, what am I trying to say here? Since, from since I can remember, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. My mum has always told me like, I think you're gonna get scouted because of your eyes. 
you know someone really wants to someone should really want to advertise their mascara on you because she'll just make it look amazing and she was always been the biggest advocate for that and she was like I think you should start this YouTube thing and then I think you could probably be an eye model and I was like right okay (laughs) mum I mean she was well not a pushy mum whatsoever just like a very supportive mum but then at that age I was like I was like 14 15 like I was a bit too cool for it a bit too worried about it and then my really good friend still really good friend Chi with a C Chi Lucia started posting like comedy sketches on like Facebook and had like quite a few thousand likes on like a Facebook page and then started doing YouTube so when I uploaded my first ever YouTube video it was with Chi and at that point she had 6,000 subscribers and I thought she was absolutely huge I thought this was like a major deal like it was that is still quite a lot of subscribers and I posted a best friend does my ASOS haul back when they were a thing and then didn't really think anything of it like it obviously took a bit of convincing to like do the video but Chi was coming around for a sleepover and I was like should we film a YouTube video like for me most supportive best friend in the whole entire world would not be here without Chi she taught me how to edit she showed me the ropes she gave me the courage to post my first video she used to do videos with me all the time we used to post about each other all the time like I pretty much owe this to her because if it wasn't for her I don't know if I ever would have maybe got the courage to do it um or stuck with it maybe so yeah I owe literally all of this to Chi so thank thanks a lot Chi she should be on like 20% commission and basically didn't think about it and was just like uploaded the video we were really excited being girly like whatever silly girls in a sleepover and then I was like oh well now I may as well post like every week right and she was like well yeah like you're not just gonna post one video and forget about it are you and I'd bought a camera um I'd kind of bought a camera for school because I was doing like photography and I kind of knew that I really wanted to start so I did that and yeah just started posting and at that time for a while I was posting every other day and I wasn't posting anything crazy and profound I was posting like oh five reasons you should be a vegan um trying benefit mascara purple these are literally some of my first ever videos purple smoky eye testing the revolution foundation sticks I sound nothing like myself in my first video like how to be happy videos all of this and I was posting like every other day they were like 10 minutes film took me 10 minutes to film them took me five minutes to edit them like they were they weren't anything crazy and then my first ever video that did well was two years later and it was a what a british prom is actually like such a good title i didn't even do that title thinking it was a good title i think it's because all the videos i were watching was american proms and well you know really like like what such and such is really like was very much like a title back in the day like I just kind of like it was very standard title for like the times three years ago and yeah it did so well I remember like looking back and it had got like 5,000 views and I was like whoa and then I looked back like an hour later I literally remember I was in Westfield shopping with my mum refreshed it and it had like 10 and by the time I went home that day I had like 20k views and I was like oh my god and then me and my boyfriend were going on my ex ex my first boyfriend were going on a city break and I remember we were like walking around um this museum and not museum it was like a where were we we were in Amsterdam and it was like a 
like art gallery, kind of like a, kind of like an immersive art gallery situation. And I was just glued to my phone and I refreshed it and it was like 50K and I was like, what the heck? And by the time we left, I think like the next day it was 100K and then I hit 10K subscribers and I was like, oh my God, in such a short amount of time. And then I went from 10 to 18 again in literally a matter of like two weeks. I remember I was on holiday with Chi and I would refresh it every single day and it had gone like 16, 17, 18. And I was like, oh my God, like this is absolutely insane. And then I went to uni. So by the end of that summer... I went to uni with, I think, 25K. And then all of my videos at uni just, like, very consistently did very, very well, like, better than they do now. They would get from around, like, 12 to, like, up to, like, 35K views, like, every single one of them. I would say they fell around, like, 17, 18K, like, every single one. I think uni videos just do well, especially, like, back then. I feel like we all watched a lot more YouTube, like, three years ago and uni videos like hauls freshers all of this just did really really well and I had an audience that very much what very much followed me through life like were always kind of the same age as me and I feel like I've always had that that's something I've had from day dot up until now I feel like my audience is within a few years of me so it was very like relatable for everybody going on and then yeah it kind of like slowed down a little bit and then my Molly May video at oh my testing like trialing molly may's first ever edit video did really well and that was like two weeks after the prom video it was like in that summer i was still at home i hadn't gone to uni yet and then i did some more molly may videos and then i did some different videos in uni that did quite well and then shit hit the fan lockdown happened hate to say it because i know it's quite insensitive but lockdown did bits for me I actually think of lockdown as a really fond time. Like I hadn't lived with my brothers in like seven years and my brother like flew all the way back from Vietnam. He was like 25, he was 24, I'm pretty sure actually. Was he 24? I think he was 24. I want to say he was maybe 25. Um, And we got to live with each other for like six, not six months, for like three months probably. And like to me that was so much fun because never did I think we would all be in the same house again. And there we were, we got to live with each other for like three months. We had so much fun. And then we filmed a video of like, you've all seen them, asking my brothers uncomfortable questions. And it got like 600, 700,000 views. And the week before I uploaded us doing a say it or shot it, which I thought was hilarious. And remember at the time I was surprised it didn't do very well, but then that video got a lot of views. So my say it or shot it ended up getting like 350K views. And then that lockdown, I was posting three videos a week and basically every other day. And every single one of them was banging like 50 to like 100k views. I would say like average was like 80k. Like obviously no one had anything to do. I had nothing to do. So I was churning out videos like there was no tomorrow. No one else had anything to do. So everybody was watching all of them. And it really did bits for me. And my subscribers were just growing by like 5,000 every single week. And I ended that summer on like 96k and I remember thinking 100k was going to come like the next week and it actually took like four more months to then get that 400,000 more subscribers and that was two years ago and since then I've only grown (laughs) 6,000 so it's something we're working on right now growing the channel but I wanted to talk more about influencer 
life, answer questions, spill the tea, but I thought I would just give some background, but now it is my full-time job, and I feel like I'm about to enter a new era with it, and I've come up with a fun channel series for my YouTube, and my TikTok is doing really, really well, manifesting that it's still doing really well, and I've got some really clear goals in place, I've got some great people around me, I'm doing a lot of learning, and I've got some great managers, and I feel like I am finally almost getting to grips with this being my full-time job and like taking the industry seriously as a job. But like I said, I wanna talk more about like spilling the tea kind of questions. So let's go. How much work is having a podcast slash how many hours a week commitment? I thought this was a really interesting question to put it into perspective. Um, So the podcasts take me, I would say an hour and a half to an hour from when I start setting up to when I finish like press stop recording take me like an hour an hour and a half because obviously they're about 45 minutes long on average so I'd say it takes me like an hour to like an hour and 15 minutes from when I start setting up my equipment sit down film it like it doesn't take much longer than it actually takes to film and I would say they take me half an hour to edit the audio half an hour to merge the video onto the audio so what's that an hour probably like an hour total of editing time it doesn't take that that long because i don't listen to them back i just don't probably silly probably something i should do but here we are 70 something episodes in and i'm not going to start now if it's not broke don't fix it i trust what i said and to answer another question the podcast makes me pretty much zero pennies something we'll get onto later so something I had to say to myself and do was like if we're going to keep up this passion project you need to try and limit the amount of time that you spend on it because you know I need to make money elsewhere so that I can keep this passion project so what I do is try and dedicate one day a week from start to finish this podcast so plan film edit and try and edit tiktoks in a day and then if I, whatever I don't get done that day is kind of like tough luck. You know, you have to wait till next week for your day or I have to do it in my free time in the evening. And then I would say it takes me about two hours depending on the podcast um, topic to plan. Anywhere from half an hour if I'm just getting, you guys are sending questions for the device ones and then just saying them and then answering them or something like my confidence episode, for example, where I watched four TED Talks and read a whole book and then made a podcast episode about it so I would say on average two hours to plan an hour and a half to film and an hour to edit so what's that two one like five four and a half five hours to produce a podcast episode and then to edit them into tiktoks if I do want to do that takes me about two hours so it is like a full working day to get a podcast up and out for you guys I also asked people to send in advice they kind of wanted if they wanted to start. And obviously the main question was how not to worry what people will think. I'm afraid to post in quotations influency because of it. I think something like this, and I really, really, really want you to listen with both ears, peel them back, really listen to me when I say this, really understand what I'm saying, really take it in, really digest it. Look what happened for me. When I started posting, I lost one of my best friends at the time because she started making fun of me and I just do not have time for people like that in my life. 
some of the boys in school would love to say something behind my back, would love to joke about it to my face. I'm sure so many people thought I was, in quotations, to what my best friend at the said time, awkward and embarrassing. But not even jokes on them because it's my life and I don't really care about them. But if that, if I let that affect me, look at me right now. I'm sat. It is my full-time job and it has been making me like a full, a pretty decent full-time wage for the last three years, last two years. This is going to be my third tax year. So three years. This I'm, I'm in my fourth. I've just done my third. It has been giving me a full-time-ish wage for the last three years, the whole time I've been at uni. The same thing, and I mean this with my chest, the same, saying it with bloody chest, the same thing could happen for you. Deep, actually deep that for a second. The amount of people, normal people, no, no prior following, no prior experience, just a love and a passion and something to talk about, that have literally just gone viral on TikTok in the last, like, even the last year, even the last, I've seen someone do it in the last six weeks, and now they've just quit their, like, I followed this girl two months ago, wasn't posting TikToks, has now just quit her day job, has, like, 120k, like, it is so possible, just deep the fact that that could be you, and what, you're gonna let someone fucking chat and shit about you, ruin that for you, the sound I keep hearing on TikTok at the moment is, like, a YouTuber with a million subscribers is never going to laugh at you for posting your first video. And that is facts. Not that I've got a million subscribers. Never, ever, ever will I ever look at someone and go, why are they posting influencery? I'd be like, fucking slay because I made a full-time job out of it and it is incredible. So if that's what you want to do, I will support you. I will repost you. My friend Jess does it. You best believe I'm giving her shout outs in my videos and talking about her. Jess, I think you, I don't actually, I'm dyslexic. We all know I can't pronounce last names. Farn, let me type her name in. Farna, Farnham, Farnham. I should definitely ask her how to pronounce her name. Oh my God. Because she actually listened to the podcast as well. So this is really embarrassing. I'm sorry, Jess, I'm not a bad friend. I am just severely dyslexic. Um, She's amazing. I love her. I message her all the time. And I'm like, your content is incredible. You are smashing it. Give her shout outs in my videos. Like I, and anyone in this job will never make fun of you and I think that speaks volumes who are the people that are saying it like why do you care at the end of the day you could genuinely make this full-time part-time if it's a part-time job who cares a side hustle that's making you money side hustle that's getting you free things like it's so much fun forget free things and money you could find a community online and make really good friends and there's so much more to it than just like money and free stuff and rah rah like for me the most fulfilling thing is this podcast it doesn't make me any money getting to talk about what I love and connect with people who have similar opinions similar views opposing views and we can chat about it because they're like-minded fun people is the best I always knew deep down that I would start this and I would do this and I would have to give this a go because I was like I know full fucking well that I will sit on my rocking chair at 80 years old, hopefully I live to that day, and say, oh, what if? I would be sat there thinking, you never fucking did it. You never tried. And now we'll never know how that path planned out. And that thought alone makes me 
like just saying that out loud again now every time I remember that thought and think about that makes me want to jump out of bed makes me want to sit here and film four podcasts tonight makes me want to do anything I can do not let yourself get to the end of your life and think what if fuck we never took that path we never tried that do not do not let yourself get to the end of life and think we never did that we never tried that. We wanted to so bad and we just never gave it a go. And for what? For some random guys in your hometown, for some random girls that are going to take the pick, miss, out, miss, out, miss out of you, take the mick out of you. Nah, not on my fucking watch. Get over it. Get over yourself. No one cares. Sorry, tough love. I love tough love. No one cares that much. And if they do, it speaks more about them. What Sally says about Susie says more about Sally than it does about Susie. You are not awkward. You are not embarrassing. They are awkward. They are embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It is not embarrassing if you are not embarrassed. Period. Someone said, I've always wanted to know how PR packages work. Is it just free stuff? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. PR packages. So like PR packages. Like nothing else right now. We're talking about PR packages. When you see someone post something like, oh my God, thanks so much, Charlotte Tilbury, hashtag gifted. Or these days you might see ad gifted. Um, yes, is just free stuff. And basically brands do it because they are hoping that you will do exactly that. Oh, thanks so much. At the end of the day, it's kind of free advertising for them because they're not putting out any monetary value. You know, they're just sending you stock, which isn't going to cost them a lot at all. So say like, sorry to really dumb this down. Say Charlotte Tilbury blushes £20, but actually only makes them only, what? It only costs them, sorry, £5 to make it. Essentially, it's cost them £5 to, for this advertising. Whereas if they wanted to do an ad with you, they'd obviously have to send you all the product. They'd have to pay you quite the fee and there's contracts. They've got budgets to stick to, you know. Whereas hopefully they'll send you this PR package. Not only will you hopefully say, thanks so much and show your followers the brand and the new product in itself. Hopefully you'll love it. And then hopefully you'll start talking about it more organically. They've got more chance for you to mention them and chat about them organically and for that organic exposure that they don't have to pay for and hope that you fall in love with the brand if they just send you all the stuff. Which is why you see someone like Anna Saffron, all these big, like, big, big people getting loads of PR because the brand hopes that they'll love it and next time in their makeup routine, it might be in there. And now they've just got, like, what they would have paid lots of money for for free just because they've sent you the product. So it's just marketing at the end of the day. It just it does just feel like, what the heck? They just get free stuff and they're the last people that need it. I so get that. But at the end of the day, yeah, it is marketing. It's just a way for a brand to hopefully get some cheaper exposure than they'd have to pay for. Someone said, how do you get the time? I know it's your job now, but when you started, I think this now, I'm like, how the fuck was I posting every other day? I mean, the videos were of a lesser quality and they weren't, didn't have much substance. They didn't take that long. They weren't that impressive. 
And I think that all the time now about uni, I'm like, how the heck was I in uni posting two videos a week, like doing a podcast as well at the end of it, like all of this. And in uni, it was different. I had, editor, I had an editor on and off because I didn't have the time and whatnot. But the difference is from then and now, and I say this to Jess, my friend Jess that I'm talking about, I'm like, God, you have so much time. And I think the difference is I'll look over at 8 p.m. in the evening and I finished quote unquote, work for the day. So I will stop, try and stop, she says at 8 p.m. and I'm still going, try and stop on a usual week, work at like five, six. I might post a TikTok, I might post an Instagram photo or whatever, but I'll stop like laptop work, editing, ad film and et cetera at like five because it's work and I try and disconnect and go and do something else. But before, and for someone like Jess now, it's a hobby. So I'll be finished thinking, what should I do with my evening? I'll look over and Jess is still editing. And I'm like, ah, see, Jess is finished on nine to five. And now this is a hobby. And this is what she spends every evening doing. Whereas I don't really do that anymore because I try and draw the line between, yes, it's a job that I love so much. And it's a hobby as well still, but it is also my work. So let's draw a line because I cannot spend every waking hour of every waking day doing this. So when I started, it was because it was a hobby. I would run back from school as fast as I could, edit all my videos. I'd like film two videos. I'd edit three. I'd schedule them for the rest of the week. Like I just loved it so much. And I couldn't think of anything more exciting than it working out and maybe being my job. And like, just, I just loved it. I really did just love it. And I loved talking. I loved posting a video and there's no better feeling than like refreshing it, refreshing it, refreshing it. And like seeing someone has commented and being like, oh my God, and commenting back to them or posting an Instagram picture. And like someone's like, I remember when I used to first get like DM requests and I'd refresh them all the time and be like, oh my God, people are DMing me. Like I just thought it was really exciting. So I would literally run home from school and spend every waking second that I wasn't doing schoolwork or something else just like, making content like I just loved it and I really wanted it to work out and I feel like I do need a bit of that spark back but the way I made time was I think you always have time for anything like there you have time it's just if you want to make it if you want to make time it's just if you want it to be a priority and when I started out it was just because it was such a hobby so it wasn't something that I would switch off at 5 p.m and be like I'm not working because it wasn't work I would stay up until who knows when, editing, thinking of videos, ideas. Like it was literally all I would think about. I just loved it so much. So I don't know if that's helpful, but it's crazy to think about really. I was doing my A-levels. I was applying for uni. I had a part-time job at a gym and I was posting YouTube videos every other day. Like (laughs) it's crazy. But like I said, I think you do have time if you want time. And I just really, really, really wanted to make time okay let's get into the moolah 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 how do you this wine is really yum how do you make your money what's your main source of income and what brings in less or no money so i'm gonna be real with you guys i got paid for the podcast yesterday Woo! and that is my second ever payday for the podcast my first one was in june so over a year of doing the podcast did I get paid? And in June, I got paid £45. And in July, just gone, I got paid £94. So what, 25 not even £20, £20 a podcast? And that is because you can only just put ads on your um, podcasts with the app that I use. So I use what is now called Spotify for podcasters. I absolutely love it. It's what I've used from day dot. It was formerly known as Anchor. 
and it's just so easy to use so yeah if you ever are wanting to start a podcast go and have a look at spotify for podcasters it's literally the easiest thing in the world to use it's great and that brings in yeah absolutely zero pennies so i've made 150 pound in total ever from the podcast and what are we on episode 72 71 (laughs) really is a passion project genuinely have not made another penny from it ever the i would i've only got two sources of income youtube adsense which is anywhere from these days at the moment back in december i got paid like 180 pound from adsense and i was like right we're gonna need to start trying again aren't we at the moment anywhere from around 500 to like 750 pound i would say a month and i post well that 500 750 750 slash 600 is from two videos a week i've recently stopped doing two videos a week so i do one and i'm waiting for it to probably go down to that like 500 even in the 400 pound mark so about 100 pound a video and for reference it i obviously film my video all week so many hours of filming i end up with about like four hours footage for a weekly vlog and it takes me again probably a whole working day like a nine like a 11 till 4 so what like five hours of editing probably and then like maybe an hour to make the thumbnail and stuff so it's a it's a decent chunk of work and it it's a whole working day yeah and I get 100 (laughs) pound and then obviously the other source of income is the one that gets everybody the most money is brand deals which is literally just you know, we all know what a brand deal is at this rate, and I'm sure you could have guessed the funnel that I was going to say there. Am I going to tell you how much I charge for a brand deal? No. And it's because it, it it varies so much. So, so, so much. What I will say is that I used to make significantly less and work a lot more. So I used to do more brand deals in a month so it felt like I had more work but I would probably make not probably I would make in a month what I now make from like one or two brand deals which is really really not oh sorry really really nice because I obviously get to pick and choose who I work with a bit more and get to like obviously bombard you a lot less with ads so that's really great and they are my only source of income something I'm working on at the moment is I do really want another income source just because yeah it's very here there and everywhere and very very different every month and sometimes you'll get like prolonged contracts so I've had one that's been going on since like May April no May I've had one that's been going on from May till September and sometimes they'll just pay that big lump sum at the end So it's like you're working every month, but no one's actually paying you for it. And you'll just get one lump sum at the end. Sometimes they'll pay it in doses. So they'll pay you like a percentage after. So say you've got like three to do after you post the first one, they might give you like 30%. They might give you like 20, 40, 40. They might, you know, they might spread it, but they also might just like give you a lump sum at the end. So it varies so much month to month what you can get. Someone asked a really sophisticated question. Do you have a pension scheme? How does it work with uncertainty for the future income? So I'm really trying to be a finance girly at the moment. I'm really trying to get my finances in order, like stop spending so much 
on rubbish look look into things like this look into things like okay well if I do want to get a mortgage what does that look like because I don't have a salary I don't have a set income what am I kind of needing to get there eventually what yeah I'm trying to look at all of these things and trying to budget and just like learn a bit more about what I can do with a self-employed income and I have literally yesterday started paying into a pension so for the last few months I've been putting aside three percent of my income um every month anything that comes in three percent goes aside whether that's like my 90 pound spotify or my brand deals or my youtube adsense three percent of it all just kind of goes and then it was just kind of sitting there because i didn't know what to do with it and i was having a look in the other day and i put it into this thing called pension b which is like just a quite easy to use pension scheme and the government will give me 25% up to, I'm not going to financially advise you, I don't really know, but I know that it gives me 25% up until a certain, do you know what I mean? I can't just put like a million, not that I have this, can't just put like a million pound and they'll give me 25%. It's like up to a certain amount. Um, so yes, I have recently started doing that. And I mean, it is hard to think about that because I was thinking this, I was like, I, no one's ever going to give me sick pay. No one's ever going to give me maternity leave. No one is ever going to match my pension, pay into my pension. It's, yeah, just like, not, I think when I first realised like, oh, maternity pay and like sick pay and all of these things just aren't a thing. And obviously it's like an easier job to do when you're maybe on maternity leave-ish because you can, you know, it's all in your own hours and, a TikTok ad at the end of the day doesn't take that long to film and all of these things. But yes, I definitely, it is definitely something I've been thinking about more recently and do really want to learn a lot more about and like just feel a bit more empowered with my finances because the uncertainty definitely does get to me, especially now that I am paying bills and stuff. <laughs> Best and worst part about being an influencer. I can't believe I haven't answered this earlier. The best is 110% being able to pick and choose when I work completely. Like I really can pick and choose. I can just work, if I really wanted to, I could work 5 p.m. until 12 a.m. And like, who's gonna tell me no if I wanted the whole day off? For example, I'm really blessed in this sense because my boyfriend doesn't have weekends off. He kind of just has like two random days off a week and they're not even always like next to each other. So him being able to be like, oh, it's a Tuesday. Me being like, cool, let's go do something. And I'll just like work the Saturday or I'll work later or I'll work earlier one of the days. I'll just stay on longer. I'll edit while he's here even sometimes. Like just being able to most of the time drop everything and kind of go to majority of plans that I do want to go to is such a blessing and I think is something that if I ever have to get a quote-unquote normal job or if I ever need a part-time job or something is something I will I think that is by far the first thing I will miss and really miss because I don't think working from home is the biggest privilege it has its perks but as you all know I've recently got a WeWork membership just because I could not deal with it anymore like it was driving me absolutely insane and I what else would people maybe think is the best bit? I mean, obviously all of like the fun PR and free things and being able to work with the cool brands is absolutely insane, but I don't really go to many events. I've never really been like on any trips and stuff. So they probably would be one of the best things like 
little like free PR trips and events and stuff. But I can't say I go to loads. But for me, I think the best, best part will always be just being able to work whenever. Like I absolutely love that. And the worst part, I would say it's the... Hmm. I would say it's either the uncertainty in pay. Like I would really love to be able to be like, here's my budget and this is my budget every month. And that is just not something I can at all do, which is quite hard. (laughs) And I would really love to be able to do that. And I'm working on different ways to try and like put something like that into place. Whether that's like earning more or thinking of a second income source, like that is something that I'm definitely really, really envious of that with my friends on a nine to five that they can be like, this is my budget and they know how much, for example, if they stick to that budget, how much they'll have saved in six months. Whereas I have no idea and I have no idea if an unbelievable brand deal is going to come in next month or if nothing is going to come in next month, which is definitely hard, but is it the worst? The w- I would say it's the worst because obviously hate isn't great, but I just don't expose myself to that anymore. Never will I ever again go on that little website because I've torn myself apart one too many times doing that and it's just not worth it and every time I do this and I think about it it's then in my head for the next like a few hours and I can't get out of my head that there probably is something negative going on and it does get me quite down to even imagine it but proving yourself wrong or right is never worth never worth it because the worst thing that you're going to do is prove yourself absolutely right and people actually are tearing you apart and you just don't need to know that. Um, So I wouldn't actually say that's the worst because although, no, I didn't ask for it and it is actually really hard and it is actually really shit and I have had some really bad weeks and days with that, at the end of the day, you are kind of exposing yourself to it in the sense that you are going on said website you know if people are commenting on your instagrams and tiktoks mean things or on your youtube that's really hard luckily i don't get a lot of that so if i want hate i kind of have to go and seek it out (laughs) and then it's kind of like you don't have yourself to blame because they shouldn't be doing it anyway but you kind of do but then how i always say it to my friends is like if there was a group of seven girls over there talking about you and you could hear your name and you knew full well that's what they were doing you would find it very hard to not go over and stand there and just listen Like, just listen. They wouldn't even know you were listening. Like, just to go and listen to see what it is. I know you would all do it because I've done it. Okay, probably that. Or I would say, um, just like, I don't feel like this now though. In my career in the past and in this job, I've definitely felt like alone in the sense of like, generating my own ideas, not knowing if I'm on the right path, not having a helping hand. But that's why I love my new management so, so much. So no, I would say the worst thing is, uncertainty because now I feel like I have a really nice like team of people that I can like count on and ask for advice on and I don't feel like alone at all in my job anymore which is really nice and I actually feel like really cared for and I feel really supported which is wonderful okay wait how many more have we got okay boy shit there's quite a few but I think some of these are quite similar so I'm gonna answer two more But first, we sip. 
How do you trust brand contracts before getting an agent? Oh, um, okay. Oh, I'm not advised to give advice on this. First of all, I would check who you're talking to. Have we got a legit email? Maybe we can stalk them on LinkedIn. Okay, let's see if they actually work for the company. Let's make sure we're chatting to someone legit before we start, you know, giving them our address for invoices and this and that and the other. Let's make sure we're chatting to someone legit. Go and stalk them on LinkedIn. If you can't find them on LinkedIn, I I don't know. Would I leave it? I'm not sure. Maybe, probably. This is why I have an agent and always have because I have no idea. But some things we're gonna look out for is, I'm gonna get up an email actually from one of my brand deal like things. Obviously, I don't get contracts. I don't deal with contracts. But some of the things my manager will outline when proposing a brand deal is deliverables. So what is it that we are offering slash agreeing to? Wait, where's my proper one? Where's like a one that's got a big list? Here we go. So things we're going to look for, deliverables. Are we happy with what they're saying? Usage. They will have something in there how they are allowed to use your usage. For example, this brand deal says four months uncapped paid social usage. Bloody hell, I can't get my words out. Which kind of means uncapped is like they can put however much money they want behind my ad to promote it. But only for like four months. And then you're gonna to wanna to look for like, so my management definitely have a thing with usage. They don't really like people having a lot of usage behind what you can do. Like unlimited usage, unlimited money is not always the best thing. That one is normally fine. Like we normally don't mind um, uncapped paid if it has a time limit. Cause it's also quite rare that they'll put loads and loads of money behind everybody's ads, but they'll just put it in there in case they do want to. But it's important that they have that kind of time limit because if in, five months for example I go absolutely viral and have like millions of followers then if they've got unlimited usage now that I am bigger they could put all this money behind it and kind of like capitalize off of my new gain when they didn't pay for it to begin with like they didn't pay my rates for that many followers but because they've got unlimited usage they can now put put my face out there loads basically um and then exclusivity. So this one says no ads, 24 hours either side of posting, which is just like, uh, as it stands, if I'm posting an ad on Thursday, I can't post one on Wednesday or Friday. And sometimes it will be like no skincare brands for like 30 days either side if you're working with a skincare brand or like no other makeup products for one week either side. So just have a look at something like that as well. And then, yeah, timings... So when it's going to go live and stuff. So I would look for usage and exclusivity. What something like that look like. Um, And that's probably the only real advice I could give on that. Because this is why I have an agent. Because I don't really know. (laughs) We're going to finish on this. Is it as hard as people say it is? Or do you reckon it's easier than a nine to five? Hmm. Is it easier than, I say, hmm, I had my answer then, but then I was like, oh, you've asked nine to five. I've never had a nine to five, but I can imagine it's 
on I can I can imagine it's pretty much on par with an office nine to five. It definitely has its pros, but we're talking about hard. And I would say, as I said, office job nine to five is so vast, is so wide. But I would say when it comes to hard, this and an office job is pretty on par. We're on our laptops all day. We're dealing with clients. We're going back and forth with timings. We're having maybe disagreements with clients. We're answering emails. I'm editing. I'm filming. I'm doing whatever. I'm filling in briefs, blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't say it's maybe easier or harder than a nine to five. There's definitely aspects of it that look easier. Like you might be like, all sitting at home and filming a TikTok is easy. Yeah, sure. It is easy. Like a TikTok ad is easy to do. It doesn't take me long at all. It maybe takes me 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Maybe takes me an hour to film the TikTok and an hour, hour and a half to edit it. This is something I do want to say as well, because people always say like, and this is something that I had to get my head around as well. And I still am getting my head around. So something like that, I'm like, wow, I can't believe they want to pay me X amount of money for two and a half hours work. Sometimes a TikTok ad might even take 10 minutes. Sometimes it might take an hour. Sometimes it might take all day. And I'm like, I can't believe they want to pay me that amount of money. Or like Instagram stories are a really good example. To film a talking to a camera Instagram story takes exactly as long as it takes, as like it takes you to watch it. Like that's how long it takes to film. I can't believe they want to pay me X amount. Here's the thing. They're not paying for our time. They're paying for our followers, our name, our reputation, the last thing they're interested in how long is the last thing they're interested in is how long it takes us. They are not paying for our time because the thing is as well, okay, yeah, they might be paying me X amount for something that took me 10 minutes, but that is the only maybe piece of work I'm getting this month. So they're not paying for my 10 minutes. They're essentially paying for like my month. So I remember when I started out, my dad was like, and that took you how long? Like, oh my God, that's this much an hour. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm only working then an hour this month. Like that's the only work I've got this month. So it's not like we earn that every 10 minutes of our lives. Do you know what I mean? And the way I always used to explain it was as well, I feel like they're paying for all of those years that we did this completely unpaid to get ourselves to where we are to this point. Like I worked, worked. It didn't feel like work at that point and still doesn't. But I was posting YouTube videos for a year and a half before I got my first ever penny and my penny was 60 pound. You have to like get the YouTube threshold of 60 pound. It might've even been over two years actually. It was, it was over two years. I got it in the May and I started in the March. So I got it two years and like a few months later and I got 60 pound and I'd been posting videos for two years to get to this point. So I always like to see it as like, they are paying for all of that time as well because nobody else would work work quote unquote you wouldn't go and be a waitress for two years for free just in hopes that this restaurant hired you would you and then if they did and started paying you crazy money you'd be like well thank god because I've been working here for two years for free (laughs) but obviously it's different because it's very much like a hobby job like it's an easy job in terms of like we're filming we're editing we're doing what we love it's great but there's obviously difference different things that are hard like it's quite mentally hard to be on your own, work for yourself, work by yourself, for yourself all the time, your ideas, 
your motivation. There's not normally many other people helping. Like I said, I'm blessed now with the management that I have that if I do need help, they do just help me and they're so supportive. But on a whole, like no one knows you and your audience better than you know you and your audience. So it's very much you all the time, which is quite hard. The self-discipline, the motivation is hard. The uncertainty is hard. The hate is quite hard. But the labor of the job is very, very easy. I'm not going to sit here and say I have a hard job when there's people doing fucking surgery when there's people like with labor like physically hard laboring jobs do you know what I mean like people who actually come home with like cuts on their hands and are physically tired or someone who's like a finance person who's actually got like hard maths to do (laughs) and like a hard job this is not hard it can be mentally straining mentally hard emotionally difficult but by no means am I going to sit here and say that this is a hard job. It's not. This is the dream job. But just like every job in the world, it has cons. No job in this world is ever going to be like the perfect job. But if you love a job and job enough, it doesn't matter. You know, you won't see it as like really hard, really difficult. You, The cons are worth it, obviously, which is why people do it. Which is why people do any job because they feel like it's worth it. So, No. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that being an influencer is a hard job. I think people and myself sometimes love to say it's like hard because it's definitely hard in other ways. And it almost probably feels validating to explain why it can be hard because people definitely just look at it and go, that's shit easy. And like, yeah, it is in some aspects, but it's definitely not in others. Like here's me validating the job again, validating its difficulty. But I'm not going to sit here and say I have a have a like physically laborly that's not a word hard job because it's not I love my job okay that is the longest podcast episode we've had in a while and I actually only thought this podcast was going to be like 25 minutes like I was actually quite nervous it wasn't going to be very long at all so I'm going to love and leave you and I'm actually not going to leave you with a journal prompt because I don't know what the next episode is because I think this is the last episode of the four that have been pre-filmed so I don't know what's next. I've got four weeks to think about it. I love you guys a lot. And I will see you next week for a mystery episode. Who knows what it's going to be. <laughs> love you loads. Hope that was interesting or fun or who knows. Bye. Love you. <laughs>